0: It is Friday the 7th of May. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my great friend Shane Lee. How are you, Shana?
1: I'm great, mate. Being Friday, I've got a nice little lunch on. I've got lunch on with a, a good mate of mine today, Arby, who drinks mm. schooners faster than Ado car scores tries, mate. It's going to be a big lunch. It's
0: unlike you to go for lunch.
1: It's unlike you to go for lunch. It's a rite of passage on Friday, mate.
0: <laughs> I've got to write a passage <laughs> with a Y at the end of it. Lunch with Lee is a daily process. Will you enjoy that. Today on the show, we have Shane. Wicker, Queensland comedian, and of course, former Olympian John Stephenson. So Shane, Adam Reynolds, I only want to sign him for one year. One year. He doesn't play last night, South Sydney. They get beaten
1: 50-0. 50-0, mate. That was an absolute flogging. And, and they did look rudderless. Um, Big time. We had no direction uh, around the ruck. And an car, made six tries. I think you said before, um, f- uh, first time since nine fifty I think, someone scored six tries in first grade.
0: Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was, yeah, it was 950 They were all over them like a cheap suit. I just cannot get over the whole idea that they're not going to sign him for longer or don't want to. Uh, Look, what about this game? Geelong versus the Tigers. Grand final rematch. Dusty was all over them like a cheap suit for the
1: flag. They'll be fired up, Geelong. Yeah, they'll be fired up. Um, They had a a disappointing loss to the Swans. Um, I I think it comes down to to Hawkins, Tom Hawkins from Geelong. Um, He's been really, really poor in front of goal. He missed two key goals against the Swans. Uh, The Tigers just seem to be really getting into the top gear now. And um, with Dusty coming back, they're going to be really, really tough to beat, I think. Yeah, cannot wait to watch this, that is for sure.
0: All right, the Rugby League, plenty of games on across the weekend with interest, the Roosters and Parramatta tonight. Coming up next on Afternoon Sport, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. All right, we do it every Friday. It is fun day Friday. We go to Queensland comedian Shad Wicker. Shad, how are you?
2: Nate, I'm not too bad, boys. I'm getting a little bit nervous, though. Um, I was looking forward to coming down to Sydney on Monday, uh, obviously to buy a barbecue, but it looks, like, <laughs> it
1: looks like they've all been bought. <laughs> There's none left, mate. Listen, you've been worried about leaving Queensland and you might not be able to get back now, mate.
2: Mate, like I said, I've only been out of the state once and it was to Adelaide and no one cares. But um, coming back, going back to Sydney for the first time in a long while, I, I know my luck. I'm only going for one night this time around. And I know my luck. But as soon as I cross that border, Anastasia will be like, finally, he's gone. Let's talk it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not let this guy back in. Let's put the padlocks on. So
0: uh, when, when are you coming next week? Tell us about the show.
2: Hey, I'm down for next week. Just to do a couple of shows. But in uh, early June, I'm bringing my stand-up show with a mate of mine, good uh, great comedian Peter James. It's called Shad and Pete Save the World. Uh, basically, cool. p- people rock up to the show, write down your problems, you put it in a bucket. And uh, myself, Peter, and a bunch of uh, comedians from around Sydney uh, come on and try and solve them for you. We sold out the first show, so we've announced the second one,
1: seven o'clock, June twelfth. Fantastic! Man. Now, do you think Shad and Pete could potentially save South Sydney last night? Fifty to nil, they lost against Melbourne. Man, that I like my stepdad, big South
2: fan, huge tragic. Always texts me when the Warriors lose a game, and it always starts with fancy getting beaten by. <laughs> And this morning I said, mate, at least we were able to put 20 points on the Storm. (laughs) That was crazy. The rabbit-proof fence, 50 to nil, is absolutely unbelievable. And it's like I I don't understand how the Storm keep, like, it's Melbourne. There's obviously not Mm. a massive rugby league, like, fraternity of teams coming up, yet they've got, like, this Nico Hines from Gosford, surely he's not going to be there next year. Someone's going to have to pick him up and take him out of the Melbourne Storm. He's stuck behind Pappenhausen. They just reload the next player. Yeah. It's like, no, who is Cameron Smith? Is he the greatest ever or is, <laughs> or is he just some bum?
0: Oh, what about the Fox last night scored six tries? The first time we've seen a player score six tries since 1950, 71 years. And I think just quickly, uh, the massive part of the, the answer to your question Question: There is Craig Bellamy. He's an extraordinary coach. He, he turns mediocre players into great players. But the the spotlight does shine on Wayne Bennett now. I know they were down on numbers, but can you believe they only want to sign Adam Reynolds for one year? He wasn't there last year. They look apps uh, last night. They looked absolutely rudderless.
2: I think, um like I, I'm a firm believer, they should just keep him on the whole time. He's, he's come up all the way through the bottom. I remember when he first came in, and people mm. were like, "Man, this guy's a bunnies junior." Like he's come all the way through the ranks. And if you, you'd think a team like South Sydney with the history I've got, they want to keep someone who is obviously so important. And the biggest telling sign is they've re-signed those two halves after they said they were only yeah. going to give him a one-year contract. Neither of them got a starting st- spot. So when it, like Reynolds gets injured, you don't bring anyone in. You just bring, uh, you just bring old Marshall back <laughs> onto the field, who look like turnstiles of yesteryear. How he has been the greatest ever Benji Marshall than the worst ever Benji Marshall in the space of a week is insane.
1: Mate, you had, to, you had to line him up with the goalpost last night to see if he was moving. He was that slow, I thought. But um, I, tell, now, I tell you, one guy that might sign him is Kevi Walters. He, he needs a new halfback every week, doesn't he? Dude, uh, the, I actually have to apologise
2: um, because of my comments last week because if you remember, I said that uh, the Gold Coast were going to put 30 on the Broncos and it was going to be a bloodbath. Mm. And I looked like an absolute fool. <laughs> well, they, they, nearly,
0: they nearly did. Then they staged the biggest
2: comeback since Lazarus unbelievable uh, I I'm a bit I'm intrigued it's be a good question for you guys everyone's talking about how the Raiders are kind of falling apart and they're looking like they're about a year away from turning out to be how the Broncos are at the moment with all these battles with their like, contracts and players is it a Broncos raid on the Raiders they're going to be the solution to fixing the Broncos like is that the only team that seems like has players that would be willing to leave their club because no one wants to be in Canberra so if you're going to convince anyone to come to Brisbane where it sucks right now, it's going to be a Canberra player who hates being there.
1: Well, it's a lot warmer up in Queensland, that's for sure. And I tell you what, but it's—you uh, got to watch the wives of the of the Canberra Raiders players. They're they're tweeting things and and putting things up on social media about the coach. It's it's funny to watch. Mate, I'm not going to
2: lie. I uh, take great pleasure in watching Ricky Stewart have a hard time. It was kind of hurting me <laughs> watching the Raiders do so well at the beginning of the year, but now they've lost four in a row. I am so happy. It is the best.
0: <laughs> what now? Now let's change subject slightly. Michael Slater, uh, Shane and I both know him well. Shane played a lot of cricket with him. I work with him a lot. He's a good guy. Uh, he's in the mole dives after being in India. Um, do you reckon that there's a chance we might be able to get him and the Prime Minister on the undercard of the next Paul Gallon flight? He's over there sledging, tweeting. <laughs>
2: Mate, I've, you've got the wrong person on the podcast, Make comments about um, the Prime Minister. I mean... Um, I've got my own track record with ScoMo, so much so that when our deputy premier here in Queensland called him a certain word, I got text saying, oh, you did it. You called this three years ago, mate. <laughs> no, the bushfires. So um, I, I would like to see it, and not because I think it would be quite a novelty. I'd actually like to see it because I wouldn't mind seeing ScoMo Copper crapple, to be honest. Um, and you can wear the shark's gear at the same time, that would make it even better.
0: Shane, what have you thought of slats sitting there drinking a pina colada in the Maldives?
1: Oh, mate, yeah, like you just got to get over yourself a little bit, I think. Mate, I think you're uh, – look, he, he went over there. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into um, going over to India. He, he he knew the risks, and you just can't expect the Prime Minister to drop everything to uh, charter a flight back for yourself, mate, because you played a few test matches. That's ridiculous. And um, maybe you should just relax on a big um, uh, lounge chair for a while, have another pina colada, as you said, and shut up.
2: Well, why what would you, you got- want to <laughs> come back? Like, if, if that's what you're living up in. That's you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. what, what's he coming back to? <laughs> like, What are you coming back to, mate? Like, the cinemas have just opened. Is that what you're missing out on? Like, you want to see more combat? Is that what's wrong?
0: I've, I've got an idea as we wrap this up. I think that we can do afternoon sport Maldives. How
2: good would afternoon <laughs>
0: sport Maldives be? <laughs> Yeah, you, you can get the whole, of, the whole of the population of the Maldives to put their problems in a bucket. You solve them. We put on a show. How
1: good would it be? And we, and we, and we vote them off one by one, just like, you know, Survivor. <laughs> Always good fun, Shad. No worries, legends. He's been away
0: for a while. He is back with us. We've got to find out where he's been. Coming up, former Olympian John Stephenson.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Where has he been? John Stephenson, goodness gracious me, we haven't been able to find him, we've been ringing his phone, it's going to voicemail. John!
3: John, where you been? Yeah, boys. Hey, listen, <laughs> I had to do a little wrecky mission out in the jungle, uh, But I'm sure we'll talk more about it throughout the weeks to come. But as if you've seen on my Instagram, I, I did take on the S S-S A Celebrity S A S that's on Channel Seven, and I tell you one thing: it is not a TV show. This is the real deal. Like it, it really, really tests me. So I'm not going to give too much away. But I'm back now, I'm bruised, I'm wounded, but I've always got enough energy for the podcast. So it's great to hear boys' voices.
1: Well, mate, as I say, you can run, but you can't hide. I well, can't wait to watch that. Now, listen, mate, we're only about a couple of weeks away from the Olympics starting. You're getting excited?
3: I don't know, Shane. I can't wrap my head around. I mean, mm-hmm. we're experiencing now, you know, some COVID cases in Sydney again. Everyone's jumping for shelter. Is this going to happen in Japan? Are they going to smother? It? Are they going to hide it? How are the kids going to experience, and and adults going to experience? actually competing at the games. Um, we've got teams like the boxing team was announced this week, uh, which is awesome to see. Um, the Australian athletic team two weeks ago was selected and obviously they will go, but a lot of athletes have been speaking to or finding it hard on how they're going to prep for races and where they're going to have races before the event. I'm deeply confused by it all. I just, I think as a broadcaster, I keep saying this, I think it'll look somewhat normal, but world relays was just on in athletics um, last week and there's no one in the stands and and they're just running the relay. Like it just, it just lacks something for me. I, 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 can't, I can't grasp it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be an optimist about it, but it's just, I just don't know how it's going to feel. I don't know if the experience is going to be there as a live event, which means I don't know if the athletes are going to react like they need to react as far as performances and, and how, we're really gonna, how it's really going to be perceived. Well,
0: it might be an opportunity for an underdog, an Australian underdog, to, to get a medal because they are difficult circumstances. And, and, you know, that's what life does present sometimes, different challenges.
3: Yeah, but if you ask the athletes, Tim, they, they, they would want to win the medal against the best, right? Yeah. They, mm. they, they're not going to want to have a medal because so-and-so wasn't there or so-and-so wasn't at their best. I mean, that's, if you're a true athlete and you, and you love and you're passionate about what you do, you want to beat the best. Mm. But as far as actually an athlete's experience and, and what the Olympics really stands for, Mm. Don't know. Well,
0: it's a bit of proof that I'm not an athlete because whenever I did anything competitively, I always tried to beat whoever I could beat, and it was always fantastic when they're under strength.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can only do what you can do on the day, I think. Um, yeah. About, about taking the opportunity at the right time, and if that means you're you've prepared best in poor conditions, and then, then good on you, and good luck to. But I hope I hope I hope that you're wrong, John, from from that sense. And I hope the, the Olympics is a huge success, and particularly for the athletes over there.
0: What about boxing, Johnny? Um, uh, because there's so much about.
3: Did you get to see any of Paul Gallen and Big Lucas Brown? I tell you something, just a real quick one. <laughs> on, the, on when you when you film in the show no one that's what I'm saying it's not a TV show there's no cameras the sound people don't talk to you and we've all had a bit of experience in the TV world so you understand normally mm. that's a big part of when you're doing a show no they're nowhere to be seen halfway through it, I, I, I as you know Sam Burgess was doing the show said, Sammy you know Galfort, you know that so I was hustling the sound people. They didn't want to talk to them, say, please tell me who won the fight, who won the fight. I'm not going to say it was my source, but I managed to get the actual result while I was on the show. And I was shocked. I could not believe it that Gal won. I, I just thought Lucas Brown would be able to box a bit more, a first round knockout. And, it, and that, that actually gave me some reprieve because you just you were, we were isolated from society doing the show. So to find out the result was like gave me that just that little bit of, you know, that moment away from the show in my head. Mentally, but um, but boxing is it's funny enough. UFC and boxing are, is thriving. You know, UFC had their first massive crowd last weekend for the Usman Kaurajah fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> is he
1: fighting now? <laughs> that's our cool. He, guy can't, is. He, he can't play. He can't play off spins. So I wonder if he can box. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the Usman, the Usman. Muslim doll fight I'm cooked aren't I? Uh, and, it, and, and it was and, and it was brilliant you know like it was great to see crowds back they're jogging on they're moving on um, there's a massive fight this weekend which I ask you if you're if you love the art of fighting tune into the Billy Joe Saunas Canelo Alvarez fight this okay. is going to be a barn burner I honestly think Billy Joe can beat Canelo Alvarez which every punter every boxing fan is looking at me like I'm crazy but I think Billy's got a awesome boxing style. Canelo is troubled by a boxer. He's troubled by Lara when he fought Lara. He was troubled a little bit by Jacobs when he fought Jacobs. Mm. I just think Billy Joe might have his men, He's bigger than Canelo. Canelo is a superb fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's the pound for pound best fighter in the world at the moment. But I just think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. And Canelo did come out today and say, this is going to be a very, very tough fight for me because Billy Joe has an awkward style. So if you love your boxing, you love your fighting, and you love your sport, tuning this week into this fight it'll be worth the money it'll be worth the time you spend looking
1: at it hey Johnny just quickly um, when you spent time with the SAS did you did you have your shirt off or on or you have to wear your camos all the time I don't know,
3: you listen to this boy <laughs> was, the bad thing was I couldn't do my hair right because <laughs> that was a bad thing but but listen listen I, 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 a little, I lost 7 kilos so the abs were just like oh, fire yeah, just boy popping. Boys, I, I, I eventually I was telling the girls, look, if you didn't wash your clothes, i got a set of abs you can just grind them on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, that was probably the only good thing that came out of the show. But no, no, was, uh, no, no. <laughs> you know, don't worry, they'll have an S.A.S. after dark for me. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, it, was, that was, it was a mad experience. But like, you No, know, it's funny. You know, you realize what you miss. And it's funny when we talked about the gal fight. Um, I love my sport. And it, besides music, that was my that, that was my savior, you know. Like, sport is my life. And it's cool doing the podcast, to- cool talking back with you guys and uh, bring on the fight this week. And I can't wait. Good you, Johnny. Oh, absolutely. Great to have you back, John. And great to see your modesty
0: still in check with the abs. <laughs> have
1: a good one. Get yourself watching. See you later. <laughs>
0: That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Big thank you, of course, today to Shad Wicker and John Stephenson. Spartan Sports, they're just brilliant, Shane. They are, mate.
1: www.spartansportshq.com is the website.
0: As is our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Have a great
2: weekend.